listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author and book devourer Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria Grant, filmmaker and e-reader. This episode, we're talking about our comfort reads because it's fall. It's nice and cozy. Like, oh, what, yeah. what is your Getting cozy chilly. comfort read? And we're reviewing the weirdest fucking chair we've ever had. <laughs> the weirdest reading chair we've ever encountered. Uh, which, chair is a very generous word for it. <laughs> get ready. Uh, <laughs> uh, but first, Bria, what are you reading? Well, w- weirdly, we never talk about what we're reading ahead of time, but I no. asked you a couple questions. I'm trying to load up my Kindle before I leave town. And um, it turns out we're reading the same thing right now, which for so rarely four and happens. Four half years into the show, for the very first time, we are actually reading the exact same thing. And we both like it. What is it? We we do. It's uh, Yours Cruelly, Elvira. Like, comma, like she's like writing, like Yours Truly, but it's Yours Cruelly, Elvira, Memoirs of the Mistress of the Dark by Cassandra Peterson, which I learned to pronounce her name correctly in by Same, reading I was, her I was Cassandra, but you know, that's the thing is we're both listening to the audiobook because as soon as no, I saw that's that that's not she, true. I'm reading. Oh, because I'm she, doing the audiobook because she, she reads it, it. Oh, she says it in the book. She, there's a point where she says that people always mispronounce her name. Oh, obviously in the audiobook, I figured out. Sure, sure, sure. She, she pronounces her own name correctly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet the audiobook, does she read it herself? Yes, that's why oh, I cool. bought it. It's probably the fastest I've ever bought an audiobook. Because, um, like, on the day that it came out was the the announcement that she came out as queer. And, like, I was, like, buried under this huge announcement is the fact that she reads her audiobook. I was like, <laughs> yes, please, give me that shit. And it is, I love it. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I'm, I think you and I are both not too far into it. But it starts with her as a child and her sort of, like, loving to dress up and, um, a lot of things that are very, um, I, I mean, so I guess I should say I'm going on the um, the Celebrity Book Club podcast to talk about this next this month. So if you Perfect want to. Um, Perfect pairing. Uh, Chelsea, who was on our show, um, uh, invited me on. And um, I think, uh, yeah, so so go subscribe to that podcast and go listen to it because I'll be on there talking about this. But so far, it's great. It has all of the things of a great memoir, which is like. All the crazy shit that happened to her as a, as a child, her like horrible childhood, but also like, have you gotten to the part where she's like obsessed with rock stars and ghosts in like very very questionable underage? Her hooking up with rock no, stars, but shit, I, I do calls have them out by hot, name. I have a, a hot uh, behind the scenes fact that a lot of people don't know is that the cover of Tom Waits's album Small Change has a topless woman on it, and that is Cassandra Peterson. Oh, wow. I think we've talked about this before, not on the podcast, but in person. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's great. It's super It's super uh, easy read. It's a great uh, celebrity memoir in that way. Because, but also, I think it's great for Halloween season. So if you are oh, a, that's a why Oh, that's why I started reading it immediately. Yeah, if you're a halloween and you don't want something scary, but you are interested in, like, Halloween lore, this is a perfect thing because she talks about horror movies and how she loved liked horror movies as a kid but then kind of forgot about them once she discovered boys and then that's as far as I'm at <laughs> but then eventually like you know obviously her life is going to change dramatically oh yeah and definitely yeah the, the audiobook is fantastic as soon as it starts as a horror fan when you hear her voice all of a sudden you're just like calm oh yeah it's like oh this is like her voice is so distinctive and, and fantastic and yeah I actually think that's a great tip if you are someone who and we know there's many of you who listen to the show and you're like I love that Mallory and Bria read a lot of horror I don't like horror I'm too ner- I'm too scared we get you this is the perfect October read and our very first tandem what we're reading segment wow <laughs> thrilling congratulations uh Cassandra <laughs> <laughs> Peterson <laughs> 
So we want to take a moment to share some listener feedback. We got a hot book tip from a shitload of people. After we did this, solve this reader problem, we got about a hundred emails and tweets and in things of people telling us this book tip. So remember the person who is the mom or the pregnant person who is trying to read in bed with her glasses on sideways? Yes. Yes. About- and I was like, and, and we were like, make the print. Oh, no. Oh, sideways. This is when we started talking about, because I was like, this is wild that you read your books going, yeah. this is what got well, us into she, that And we were like, you should just, just make the, get a, get a Kobo or a Kindle and make the text bigger. Yeah, that is but what we decided. A uh-huh. hundred people wrote in to say, get a cheap pair of reading glasses and take one of the arms off. Oh, that is a good idea. Like, cause Which you can buy reading idea. glasses for like $5 or $10 at the, at the uh, grocery store. Yeah, and even with some of those like eyeglasses websites, you can get glasses for pretty cheap. The only thing is I like to switch my side, so I'd have to buy two and take one off, off the opposite side of each one. But if you normal if if you stay on one side all the time when you're reading, this is a pretty hot book tip. I think it's a I mean, it's hilarious, but but I that is I mean, obviously if so many people wrote in as something people are doing. Uh, what do we do for multiple people writing in with hot book tips? Is it some sort of like fire alarm, like multiple, you know, or like, like is it like you get mini or... chilies? Like is it yeah, yeah, fireworks. <laughs> yeah, it's like boom. Just like Yeah. <laughs> um, so we also have some follow-up. Laura writes in, I was the glasser who was asking you for another good Swiss Army recommendation to give after the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo, which by the way, Mallory, I got my mom to read. She's reading it right now. Um, oh yeah. Oh, that seems like a book your mom would be wicked into. Uh, yeah. She's likes it and we're getting to discuss it. It's, it's wonderful. Um, I really appreciated your advice about sticking to one and then backing away and letting people make their own discoveries about their reader wheelhouses. I have to let you know that my girlfriend, now fiance, congratulations. Ooh, congratulations. Has, has become such an avid reader since she read Evelyn Hugo in March of 2020, and it's been wonderful to see her wheelhouse develop. A recent fave of hers was the final girl support group by Grady Hendrix. She's a Mallory. I'm a Bria. Um, I also, we also love that book. Um, it's interesting to find how our reader pathways made us love the same book and then diverge into our spe- our separate interests. There are now two people buying too many books in our house. Uh, P.S. My book club has started to incorporate reader pathways and wheelhouses concepts wheelhouses concepts into our discussions make, because it makes for a great shorthand about why one of us might have loved a book while another wasn't enthused. Thanks for, for that. And P.P.S., uh, this year, I have added an item to my wheelhouse, which is a small group of people are stuck on a spaceship and something is killing them. Uh, this <laughs> is books like Salvage by Madeline Rue, An Unkindness of Ghosts by River Solomon, or Six Wakes by Merle Lafferty. Ooh, is this in my wheelhouse? I think it might be one of your unintentional wheelhouse items because so many books you love end up being like this. I do love all those. I love people stuck in a space and having to deal with that generally. Yes. But spaceships, obviously, I love too. So um, I don't know. Uh, Laura's maybe in my wheelhouse also. Um, but very exciting. Well, good. Uh, so quick bookmark from me. I Both good news and bad news. The bad news is that all I, – for the past few months, my publicist and I had been sort of kicking around and planning uh, – really fun events all over the country. I was going to do one in Austin. I was going to do one in New York. I was going to do one in Connecticut. Um, I was going to do some in uh, all over California. Um, But thanks to the current COVID surge, all of those have died. Um, Hopefully, maybe it'll happen next year. I don't know. Um, We're working on some virtual stuff right now. But the good news is that if you live in Los Angeles, I am having one single in-person event 
at our friends over at Skylight Books. Skylight really impressed us with their safety protocols. They were like, we even put a mask on the mic. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, so me and fellow cocktail writer Hope Ewing are going to launch girly drinks at uh, October 21st. It's a Thursday. It's going to be in person. I believe there might be some uh, free cocktails involved. Um, because I, this is going to be my only in-person event, I'm going to have an absolute fuckload of things to give away because we made, you know, I made the koozies and my publisher made these cool bookmarks and these cool pamphlets that uh, me and my best friend Lauren created together with uh, historical cocktail recipes. And so it's all going to be concentrated into one event because I can't travel with them. Uh, so if you're around uh, the Los Angeles area, please come join us it's october 21st 7 30 p.m um hope and i are going to be in conversation i am going to do a signing there's going to be free stuff and yeah even if you're listening to this now it's not too late to pre-order the book um you can i will drop a link in the show notes that's a pre-order for a personalized and signed copy but you can still pre-order it anywhere um I've been getting some some of those orange uh, number one new release banners on Amazon, which is exciting. I know a lot of people are pre-ordering through Bookshop, which is cool. Um, but yeah, I would if you are interested in uh, the world history of women drinking, making, and serving alcohol, and me making silly jokes while telling you that, um, uh, you can check it out right now. It's not too late. Uh, so you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. If you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show delivered to your inbox every month, you can sign up for our newsletter. There's a link in the show notes. And before we talk about comfort reads, we're going to take a quick break. Reading Glasses is sponsored in part this week by Green Chef. Green Chef, which is now owned by HelloFresh, who we've also worked with, which means there's a wider array of meal plans to choose from and there's something for everyone. Green Chef makes eating, well, easy and affordable with plans to fit in every lifestyle. Recipes include pre-made and pre-measured sauces, dressings, and spices so you can get more chef-curated flavor in less time. That's one of the things that always makes me frustrated when I'm trying to cook, when I do try to cook, is that there's always like one weird little ingredient that I don't have. And I'm like, oh, man. But Green Chef takes care of literally everything, which is absolutely fantastic. And they're the first USDA certified organic meal kit company delivering you fresh, flavorful veggies straight from the farm. Yeah, and so you want if you want something quick and easy, something that will help you save time, help you make those decisions, so you don't have to be like, oh, what am I making tonight? It's already made. The decision has been made for for you by Green Chef, and it's going to be something nice. It's going to be something very healthy. It's going to be delicious. It's going to be great. Yeah, Bria and I are both uh, eat vegetarian diets, and if you listen to the show, you know that I do not like to cook, so I always struggle with figuring out what am I going to eat, meal plans. Green Chef is absolutely fantastic, and the food that you get, the meals that you make are amazing. I think my favorite one is their vegan corn chowder, which was, oh my God, so good, so good. <laughs> Go to greenchef.com slash glasses 100 and and use code GLASSES100 to get $100 off, including free shipping. Whoa, that's a lot of money. That's greenchef.com slash GLASSES100 and code GLASSES100 for $100 off. That is a shit ton off. Yeah, that's a lot. And free shipping, that's a lot of discounted food. That is very, very tasty. So you go to greenchef.com slash GLASSES100 and code GLASSES100 for $100 off. GLASSES100. <laughs> Hey, excuse me, everybody. I just uh, wanted to say a few words about the beautiful couple. 
I've known you two for a long time, and you get along like peanut butter and chocolate. Or, you know, like like uh, comedy and culture, like uh, Maximum Fun Podcasts. <laughs> Actually, they're having a block party from October 11th to October 22nd, and that's kind of like your party, right? You have a community of friends and family, and... Max Fun has a community of shows and audiences that support them. You're having a new start with your life together, and Max Fun will be putting out new episodes that are especially welcoming to new audiences. So it's a great time to introduce your friends to your favorite show or jump into one you haven't tried Is before. He still talking about podcasts? And they're setting up a volunteer event where we can help out our local communities. Plus, Maximum Fun is going to have games, prizes, episode wrecks, so much other fun stuff. What's wrong with Kyle? Is he okay? Oh! <laughs> anyways, anyways, sorry for getting carried away there. If it's alright with everybody here, let's all raise our glasses for a toast to the Max Fun Block <sighs> Party, which you can learn more about at MaximumFun.org slash Block Party, and don't forget to join in on October 11th. Actually, that... That sounds pretty cool. This week, it's all about comfort reads. Is there a book you love reading over and over or maybe a series or a type of book that brings you comfort? Why does this make our brains happy and how does it fit into our reading life? So first off, a comfort read is just a book or a type of book that brings you comfort. Usually it's a book that you've already read maybe many times. Comfort reads are comfort reads because we love them and because you already know exactly what's going to happen. You know, there's a sense of stability and reassurance when you read them. You know, we did an episode on rereads and a lot of the things we talked about in that episode were getting something new out of the book when you're rereading it. Uh, a comfort read is sort of a the exact opposite feeling is that you're like, I know exactly what's going to happen. And that makes me happy. I am going through whatever and I just need some comfort and I want to see a story that I I know intimately. And since we're well, since we're kind of coining this phrase, right? I mean, this is a this is something we are kind of coming up with. I feel like it can also fall into another category, which is what my comfort read is, which is kind of a type of book. It's not so much that I want to reread something as I want to read the same type of book, and that is what's comforting to me. So sure. maybe you don't want to reread the same book over and over again, but there's something else that brings you comfort, which we can talk about. So, um, Do you have a comfort read? I'm assuming it's anything with a spaceship on the cover. <laughs> no, it's actually, I think it's the general category of comic books. Um and it's in part because it feels sort of like a luxury to me to get to just read comic books. Um, and I like rereading old ones, but I like new ones too. And there's something about them that feels not, it feels very comforting. It feels not like work. Um, I mean, I, re I mentioned, I think I mentioned on a bonus episode or something that I'm rereading all the X Factor investigation comics because I really love them. So that's definitely like a comfort reread for me. But also there is like just the general, like when I'm very stressed out and I need just something to comfort me and like almost just distract me, it's it's going to be like the category of comic books generally and something kind of like easy breezy, like superheroes or something. Not like a dark comic book, not a thick ass comic book. Uh, I love, uh, my favorite thing is monsters, but that is not a comfort read to me. It's like something that I know I can like breeze through. 
Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, no, it totally does. Yeah. And, and what about you? Do you have um do you have comfort reads? Do you have specific books? I do. And I, I have a few actually, but I think the one that would get the crown is The Book of Flying by Keith Miller, which I've talked about so much on the show. It's a fantasy book about a man who falls in love with a girl who has wings and goes on this big journey to like get wings of his own so he can be with her. Um, it's one of those Alice in Wonderland type books where like each stage of his journey is like a little story. And I just find so much comfort in each one. There's like, he starts out and there's like a forest part. And then there's a part where he gets to this like little bookish town and a part where he meets a minotaur and a part where he's like hanging out in this beautiful library. And the, I'm not, language is not normally my reading pathway, but the language of the book is so beautiful and the way he describes all like the lovely little moments in the library or like the cozy home of the rabbit who lives in a tree mm-hmm. that he meets is like it's just so comforting it's like almost those sent sent like that uh those the descriptions of those sensory experiences is what i'm craving and is very comforting to me um like this one town that he goes to where it rains all the time and he ends up reading a lot of books and i'm just like oh that's so nice <laughs> it, I, like i think it's the same reason people like looking at pictures of cozy book nooks and shit on instagram mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's something nice about just like oh looking at that nice cozy nook looking at that nice library looking at that nice latte with like, a fucking cat yeah in the in the foam you know it's like it's just releasing like, some sort of like dopamine or something into our yeah. into our bodies yeah it really is. And I've, I've honestly read it so many times. I don't, I've lost count. It's like visiting an old friend. Um, but so speaking of have your comfort reads changed over the years? Have you always been someone who's like, I'm stressed out. I want to read a comic book. I mean, that's definitely been my like stressed out reading for the most for, for my adult life, you know? Um, um, and maybe the ones I've gravitated towards have changed. Like the ones I reread, I used to reread fables a lot. That was one I read a, a lot. Um, but for me, reading comics is a very, like, me-centered activity and a very, like, I, I don't feel like, like, sometimes I'm reading books and it feels like I have to do it for work or I'm reading a lot of scripts or whatever. And, like, I just, like, when I'm reading comic books, I feel like it's, like, a little bit of an escape from me. Um, from me and for me. I said from <laughs> me, but then I was like, that is kind of. It is, like, the escape from my, my, my like... <laughs> intense always working brain um because comics like provide all the things you need it's like a picture it's like words you don't have to do anything <laughs> um it's like it's like the green chef but for a yeah, story it here. Really everything is. You need. it's like everything you need is right here you don't have to worry about going and buying a little bit of uh balsamic vinegar just to make the thing that you need um <laughs> uh so yeah it always is kind of been comic books uh interestingly and like and if I'm having like a bad day and I'm like, oh, I really just I want to just kind of escape and leave everything. I will definitely like the thing I can look forward to is curling up on the couch with like a comic book um, and a, gra- a graphic novel. Like generally not. Yeah. I don't usually read single issues. Um, what about you? What has your has your comfort reads, reads changed? Yeah, it's funny. You can actually track what life stage I'm in by what my comfort read book was. Um, When I was between 11 and 16, it was The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings over Mm -hmm. and over and over again. I was definitely, uh, I don't know if I've ever talked on this show about how obsessed I was with Lord of the Rings. Because I was 11 when the movie came out. Um, But even before then, my grandfather had gotten me The Hobbit and this, like, um, dramatic like uh what, what are they called uh like full cast audio drama of the hobbit ah, cool. and 
I honestly listened to that so much. I could probably recite the whole, like the whole four hours of it word for word. Uh Um, I had like my whole wall was covered in printed out photos from Lord of the Rings. I slept under a Legolas blanket on a Legolas (laughs) pillowcase. I had the action. Like I was completely obsessed. And that was just like what I would read over and over again. Um, And then when I got to be an older teenager, my early 20s, it was Stardust by Neil Gaiman. I used to always read it when I was sick. Like if I ever had Mm. or like had cramps or whatever, anything, any bad day, I would always read Stardust. Um, And then um, the Book of Fly picked up the Book of Flying when I was in my mid 20s. Um, Now it's also maybe a little bit. We've always lived in the castle or like the last werewolf, maybe the Halloween tree by Ray Bradbury, Um, which is funny because my comfort movies always been the same. It's always been Conan the Barbarian. Since oh. I was a teenager. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've watched Conan the Barbarian a million times. It's a perfect film. Um, but my book has changed so much. And I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just like, you know, my brain changing, different stage of life or whatever it is. But, um, yeah, I wonder what is going to be my next uh, next stage, next comfort read. Um, so, Bria, how do you deploy the comfort read? It's behind glass. You get the little mallet and you break, <laughs> you break it. it. Is, you break the, yeah, huh? Is it when you're stressed out, certain situations? Is there like a certain time of year you like to read a certain thing? Um, it's, I think it's mostly stressed out. It's like when I'm stressed out, like my favorite thing is when someone cancels something on me and I'm like, oh, I could do work <laughs> or I could like just sit here and like read for an hour or something. Like what a what a dream. Um, what a gift. God, just I, make I just, plans with Bria and then call her an hour before and cancel. Don't ever apologize for canceling. <laughs> I had lunch with someone yesterday and they were like, oh, I almost canceled because I had stuff to do. And I was like. Wish you would have. Um, like, I like being around <laughs> you, but would have been better. Um, or, or like, you know. It's so real, though. You know, I've, like, I, I always find it to be, like, an hour free to myself on a Friday night where I'm like, oh, I don't have anything to do. And, like, I don't have to do, you know, be anywhere tomorrow morning usually. And so, like, that's usually the time. Um, it's less about the season for me. Although I will say once it starts to get dark outside, I do – when it starts getting dark at like 4 p.m. here, um, yeah. I I do find that I start reading a lot more and I, I'm not going on a walk as much. So I'm just sitting at home reading. So I think it's it's that. But it's usually the stress day and the like realizing I have an hour free. It's that thing where you're like moving so quickly. You're going, you're going, you're going. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, I have an hour free? what should I do with this time? And it's like, suddenly you like fall off the edge of a cliff. Like you were running on air and like that comfort (laughs) read book catches me at the bottom. (laughs) That's hilarious. Uh, What about you? When do you deploy them? Uh, Call in the comfort reads. Like when you, (laughs) (laughs) we got a comfort read inbound. Uh, I I always do it during big life changes. Mm. Um, I don't end up reading comfort books when I am sad or upset for some reason, which is funny because that's like the time when you need comfort. Um, it's always when I move or there's like a big change in my life. Um, I think it's some, it's very soothing for my brain to connect with something that I know really well. Something that's like always the same when I'm during a time of like big upheaval. Like when I moved to L.A. from Brooklyn, I reread the Book of Flying. I reread The Last Werewolf. And I think reconnecting with those those parts of those books I loved helped me like remember who I am and what I wanted to be. And it was like when everything else in my, you know, when you move like that, you have you don't have a space. You don't have anything. And it's like um, those books become like my mobile home. (laughs) Yeah, no, that makes sense. It's like, it's something, you know, you can rely on is going to be the same when you revisit it. Yeah. That totally makes sense to me. Yeah. So I, uh, maybe I should try. I literally never tried reading one of them when I was like having a sad day, which seems ridiculous. Um, but I just haven't, maybe I should give it a try. Maybe that's Um, not what your brain wants. Your brain wants something new when you're having a sad day. I mean, it, 
I mean, people react to, you know, to that kind of stuff in the way they react. So I think, I think go with your gut there. Yeah. I think maybe when I'm having a sad day, part of the reason I love reading is because it's like really the only thing that my anxiety brain like can't like, I am very like, it's very easy for my brain to keep thinking about things, even when I'm doing something else. And you literally can't do that when you're reading, you have to be focused because you are the engine that is making this book happen. So I think when I am having a bad day, I want to read something new. So it like is even more distracting to me. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That, uh, yeah, I could see that, that I would, I, I totally feel that way. I mean, I only like reading new stuff, so it's very hard for me to go back and reread anything. Cause I just am constantly craving like new, new substance, new TV show, <laughs> new, whatever, new experience. Give me the new hot thing. Yeah. Uh, so you can send your thoughts and what your what your comfort book is to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Before we review the weirdest reading chair we've ever seen, we're going to take a quick break. Reading Glasses is sponsored in part this week by Dipsy. Everyone needs an escape, but those can be hard to come by right now. Enter Dipsy. Let yourself get lost in a world where good things happen, where your pleasure is the only priority. So you've heard us talk about Dipsy before. Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories designed to turn you on. So you can listen to stories uh, about all kinds of sexy situations. One of the reasons we love Dipsy so much is because you can search by your like sexy wheelhouse items, which is incredible. Uh, maybe you're looking for a sexy scientist. Maybe you're looking for a story about a sexy coworker or the sexy guy or sexy girl or sexy person in your hometown that you never made a move on, but you've moved back home and now you want to hit them up at the local bar. All maybe- kinds of sexies. All kinds of sexies exist. <laughs> And uh, for for listeners, and I know this is this is something that uh, Glassers will care about. There are queer stories on this app, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. It's not all straight stories. And if you would like to wind down, Dipsy also has wellness sessions, sensual bedtime stories, and soundscapes. You know we love soundscapes to help you relax before you drift off. So it's not just all sexy stories, but there are a lot of them on there. They can put you to bed in a sexy or non-sexy way. Whatever your choice is. <laughs> and we the, the app itself is really well designed and really cute and easy to use. Uh, sometimes when you're like trying a new app or like especially like a new reading app like this, it can there's a, like a learning curve. Now, this is really, really um, easy to use. And the, one of the things that I love about it is that in when you're listening to a sexy story, it shows you in like the recording bar, like the um where like when you look at how long the the recording is, it shows you which part of the recording is the sexy part. It's like little flames over like the parts that are sexy. Oh, so so if you, you just want to skip fast right forward. to uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> if you want to skip right to the hot stuff, you can. It is so cool. It is so well designed. It's perfect for um, hardcore romance and erotica fans. It's perfect for people who are have ne- maybe never read an erotica or just want to try to get into romance and are you know want want to dip their toe into that sexy pond i don't know what a sexy pond looks like probably maybe. there's a story about it on there though there's a story about it on <laughs> maybe those like lily pads for boobs or something <laughs> um but yeah it is it's it's absolutely fantastic and for listeners of reading glasses dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash glasses so that's an entire month where you can listen to as many sexy stories or wellness sessions or soundscapes as you want uh, before you have to pay. So that's 30 days of full access for free when you go to DIP 
dipsystories.com slash glasses. dipsystories.com slash glasses. Glasses. Now let's look at some book tech advances in bookish technology. This week's book tech was a gift from a listener named Lynn. Lynn sent us the we we Wekapo we capo we capo chair. Um, it's an inflatable chair. Although I take issue with both inflatable and chair being used in this context. Bria, please tell us about this uh, this chair. Well, first I have to say this has over ten thousand reviews on Amazon and four and a half oh, star God. rating. People. Freaking love this chair, Mallory. <laughs> Personally, I think it looks like a green hot dog bun. <laughs> but, and honestly, if you're imagining it, like I'm describing it to those listening at home, it is a green hot dog bun and you sit, you are the hot dog. Like you sit where the hot dog would be. <laughs> if you ever wanted to be a hot dog. <laughs> this, is, this is your chance. They aren't all green also. We just happen to have a green one. I went and looked and there's many varieties. Um, but okay. the idea is that you inflate it. And then you sit on it. And it's for things like camping. According to the Amazon profile, actually, it says lakeside, beach, camping, traveling, picnics, and music festivals. Those were the things that it said you could you could uh, uh, use it for. It comes in this small bag, so it's easy to carry. And it happens to be, it's in many colors, uh, like I said. Um, but you could bring it to any of those, wanna play, those places and sit in it for reading or for other activities. For example, you could eat a hot dog. In the hot dog, hot dog section. Hot dog so... Bria, what is your review? What do you think of this reading chair? I would encourage everyone. I'm going to put stuff on our Instagram about this because we oh have God, videos, videos of us uh, in this chair. Uh, but this is very <laughs> weird. Um, well, Mallory, we got to talk about how it works first. Do you want to talk about how you inflate it? Because I was going to yeah, talk okay. about it, but I feel like you have a stronger opinion because you actually did inflate it. And I watched oh Sean okay. inflate it. So Sean did it for us, which we have a video of it. It's hilarious. Um, yeah. At first, that's where my skepticism came in because the directions are literally hold it open and run as fast as you can. Like when you're trying to like, you know, when you're trying to get a kite <laughs> to fly and you're like running yes! with the kite, that's what it looks like. It is I, I honest to God look like a fucking maniac running up and down my driveway with this thing because it looks like when it's deflated, it looks like a giant green caterpillar. And when we say giant, like this took up a lot of space in my office, like it yeah. was from wall to wall in my hallway um, and you hold it open like hold the, the the ends open and you literally run as fast as you can. I ran up and down my driveway and then you have to close it really fast and then buckle the plastic bu- buckle and hold the air in. Yeah, which is cool because you don't have to like blow it with your mouth, I guess, is like the goal, right? Like because no one wants to like blow it. I don't know. But it's, <laughs> okay, so then you get it and then you can sit and be the hot dog. And, and <laughs> I think, look, it's not uncomfortable. Um... I, but I imagine, I, so I tried to get it back in the bag afterwards, um, and that is a lot of work. This is why I hate yeah. camping, though. Camping is like all this stuff where they're like, here's a thing, and it's like this little tiny thing inside this other tiny thing, and you take it all out, and then you got to put all the poles back in, and I'm like, I don't have the energy for all this shit. So, but if I camped <laughs> or went to music festivals or loved a project like that where I have to put a bag inside of a bag, um, it could be helpful. Um, if you have a small house but long driveway, this could be good for you. <laughs> 
Because, you know, you well, that was the hardest part for me is my dr- our driveway at our house is not very long. So I was like doing laps trying to fill Right, So you need a long driveway, up. but small house, because then you could put it away when you're not using it, but bring it out when there's like a guest, I guess, coming in. Or like you just want it there for a little while, but then you could, yeah, but you're going to need that long driveway. Um, it's, it's a bit weird, though, and this is coming from a woman who owns a beanbag. Uh, I do own a beanbag now. I like my beanbag. It is but, a nice beanbag. But I can see how it's useful for some people. I, I guarantee we're going to get people writing in being like, I am one of those 10,000 people who loves the the uh, inflatable chair. Um, but I'm going to say I'm giving it a three out of five pages because I think there are people who like it. It's just not for me. Uh, what about fine. What about you, Mallory? I mean, um, we know how you so feel like I will the say- inflation process. Yeah, I, I found that it helped if I did the running up and down my driveway thing, and then I used an electric air pump to fill it the rest of the way up. Oh, you which did, which made it filled up, which filled it up more, and I think improved it. Again, it took up the whole hallway. When I filled it up, Jeremy came downstairs and was like, "Mallory, what the fuck do you have in our house?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was way bigger than I thought. I really think they should call it an inflatable hammock because that, that's more of what it is it's less of a chair more of a you're hammock. Not sitting you're laying down basically you're laying down in mm-hmm. it um but i i was wicked surprised by it i i dragged it into my office the cats were very confused and but it was so i thought it was wicked comfortable mm-hmm. um i did test it out by reading in it um i i did like reading in it um it, 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 you know, I, I think it would be perfect for someone who camps a lot. Um, I can see this being great on a beach or a, at a campsite. If you travel a lot and you are a reader, I can definitely see this like going hand in hand with an e-reader is like a great travel thing. Mm-hmm. Cause it does when it, when you can get it to fold down, it's very small. Like it could fit in a tote bag. Um, it's just hard to get it back into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, as all, like Bria said, all camping gear is I, I, overall, I gave it a four out of five pages. I docked uh a page just because it is difficult like if you can't run really fast or you can't run at all it's very difficult to but you could fill fill it up up with an with with something like an inflatable you could fill it up another way is what you're saying that's good to know yeah i so i held it mostly closed and then stuck the little like spout of the um the air pump into it and that worked pretty well um but i do think yeah if you like go to festivals or whatever um it is great, and because of the material, it, it would be good. Uh, it's like a nylon material, so you could very easily shake all the dirt and sand off of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, but you'd get all that sand in the in the buns of the hot dog. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, no, because you can, like, <laughs> fold it inside out and stuff, so it's like you could easily oh, yeah. get all this dirt out of it. It is designed for, like, outdoor things and, like— Look, you got a family, you got a bunch of kids who want to sit on that hot dog. I think it's, like—I think it's great. You could fit, like, four kids yeah, on that I, thing. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> come on, kids, hop on the hot dog. Uh, yeah, we. So it is um, maybe maybe better for someone who's more outdoorsy than Bri and I are, um, but would be good for you. Mm-hmm. You camp a lot. We get we do get a lot of questions from people who are like who are asking about reading tips for camping. So for all those people out there, yeah, someone owns this and you camp with it. Uh, send us send us a shout out because we want to hear what your what your opinion is, how you feel about camping with this thing. And well, we will put, um, I have photos of me in it. I have video of Bria in it. And I have video of Sean run, running up and down Bria's street trying to fill it up while I watch out for traffic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you can send your book tech ideas to reading glasses podcast at gmail.com. Time to answer a bookish question from one of our listeners. Uh, oh, I don't know who, who wrote I don't have a name on this one, but uh, this person says, last year I read a book, The Library at Mount Char by Scott Hawkins. 
book that Brie and I love. And it turned out to be a misprint. I got to page 360 of the 388-page book, and then it started over at the title page. What a nightmare. Oh, my God. I know that there are things you can do with misprinted books like this. Contact the publisher. Take it back to the bookstore. But I had purchased it a year, at least a year before I got around to reading it, which felt like too long to bring it back to the store. Plus, it was like 10 p.m. and I was so close to finishing the damn thing. So I just found a place to read those final missing pages online and moved on with my life. The problem I have now is that I'm trying to clear out my book hoard a bit to free up some shelf space. And this book is one of the few I'm willing to part with. I enjoyed it, but won't ever read it again. Way too much dog death. But what the hell do I do with it? Usually I drop off books I don't want to keep at the little free library at my house, but it just seems mean to inflict that unexpected unexpected cliffhanger on an innocent stranger. Bria, what should this person do? Um, we have the most thoughtful listeners. Like what a thoughtful that they that this person doesn't want to inflict that on somebody else. Um, yeah, recycle this thing. I'm saying like it's such well, first of all, that book is great and the ending is so good, but I feel like it's kind of, you know, those last 20 pages you kind of know how it's going to end. I'm not sure. But uh, I, I'm going to say, go ahead and recycle that that puppy. Like, you don't need to you don't need to inflict that. Don't donate it. Um, this was obviously a book mistake. You're going to send it back. They're going to recycle it anyway. It's not like they're going to, like, rip it out and fix it. Um, so I, you can probably <laughs> just save. You're not going to bring it to the book hospital. No, you're just going to save yourself a trip. Um, yeah. What do you think, Mallory? Yeah, I agreed. I but Bria, it is very funny to me that how often that we as book lovers end up recommending putting books in the recycling. I know bin. it's so true. <laughs> it's like one of our number one pieces of recycling. advice: just throw it in the recycling bin. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to say that while it isn't common, it's not rare for this to happen. Um, maybe there's some pages missing, or a big blot of ink that obscures some of the sentences, or something's printed upside down. It totally happens. Uh, the thing that I see the most is not something that is makes the book unreadable, but it is funny that they'll, someone will just put the jacket on upside down. So the first time you open it, it's up to, upside down and you're like, ah, yeah. then you're just like, oh, wait, I can turn it, turn the right, turn it the right, right way up. Um, but yeah, all, all you have to do is bring it back to the store you got it from or send an email to the customer service uh, email if you bought it online and you should be able to exchange it. No problem. I think this person um, could have totally gotten taken it back to the same store, even if it was a year later. They yeah, get it. They're sure. book people. They understand. For sure, for sure. CBRs are real. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I mean, I don't know. If you don't have a receipt, it might be weird, but I think you could take it back you, to a bookstore. Unless you bought cash, you should have it on your credit card somewhere. But it wouldn't have the exact book you bought on your credit card. It might. It'll have the location. Know, or, or they would be able to search through that, search with your credit card number and look up your maybe, receipt. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I mean, depending on the place. But yeah, I mean, it's worth calling the bookstore and being like, I bought this book here, it happened. So Because if you want to keep that book and have it on your shelf, that would be worth doing. Yeah. Yes. Because um, what that bookstore will be able to do is just be able to return the fucked up copy back to the publisher. And the publisher will be like, oh shit, and give them a new one to sell. Um, so never, ever be shy if you get a misprinted book. You're not um, being a pain. Uh, Although I understand for this person, if it was like 10 o'clock at night and I was 20 pages away from the end of a book and the book disappeared, I would lose my fucking shit. Uh, And also I would do the same thing. I would buy the ebook. And so I could read. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that'd be so irritating. Yeah. Oh, my God. This would make me lose my mind. I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, never be shy. Bring it back to the bookstore or even again, even if you bought it online, they should be able to help you. Uh, so if you want us to solve your reader problem, you can send it to reading glasses podcast at gmail.com. As always, we want to thank the wonderful mods who run our Facebook group and Chrissy and Rachel who moderate our Goodreads page. Remember you can buy 
all kinds of cool shit in the Reading Glasses store, our, our, our recently launched store with Void merch. Uh, there's totes, there's shirts, there's uh, stickers, there's mugs. It's October. Maybe you're having a hot mug of something now to keep yourself warm in this chilly, cozy season. Why not put it in an Ask Me What I'm Reading mug? It's very adorable. Uh, there's a link in the show notes to that. And if you like the show, folks... It's our favorite time of year. You want you're like, man, it's Halloween time. I want to do something nice for Mallory. Something nice for Bria. Rate and review us on iTunes. It is absolutely fantastic for us. It we have we definitely have seen a noticeable uptick in once we started getting a lot of reviews, getting more advertisers. It really for sure. like for sure. It is something that you can do for free for us that makes a financial difference for us. It is so fantastic. Also, it makes us feel really, really fancy. You can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at Reading G Podcast, on Instagram at Reading Glasses Podcast. Thanks for listening and thanks, thanks for, reading. for reading.